I believe that even though we cannot control what happens to us, we do have complete control over how we choose to respond. I believe that this life is love school. Every experience, whether it's joyful or painful, is an opportunity for us to learn, change, and grow into a better version of ourselves. This is why I created Life is Love School. I am Yumei Chang, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life is Love School. If you've just left an abusive partner, but you're struggling emotionally, this is the episode for you. In this episode and the next one, I will go over how to stay calm and strong during this time so you do not get sucked back into the toxic relationship you worked so hard to leave. In today's episode, we will cover four points. Point number one is give yourself a pass. If you feel like you miss the abuser, it is actually very normal. So make sure to be kind to yourself and not be mad at yourself for feeling like you actually miss the abuser because the common question is, this person treated me so poorly, they abused me, maybe even abused my child, how could I possibly miss the abuser? I covered this in more detail in the article, Why Do I Miss My Abuser? So if you haven't had a chance to read it, definitely read it. It's in the show note. But in summary, what happens is when we are sent through an abuse cycle of alternating between hot and cold, violence, abuse, followed by a makeup period, maybe some short period of niceness, what it does to our brain, and as confirmed in animal studies, is it creates a addiction. So when we're trying to leave an abuser, it actually feels a lot like we're trying to quit drugs or we're trying to stop smoking or alcohol. So it's very difficult. So it's usually even more difficult than leaving a non-abusive relationship. This is why you want to be extra kind to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. It is normal to feel like you miss that person. But majority of that feeling is actually just a detox process. So give yourself time. It'll take at least three to six months, kind of just general rule. So give yourself that time. The other statistics that's really important to know is that based on domestic violence prevention centers statistics, it takes a abused person on average between five to 12 tries to finally leave the abuser for good. So don't beat yourself up if you left and you got sucked back in. It happens. It's normal. It happens to a lot of people. But every time you leave, it will get easier. Every time you'll learn something and you give yourself a chance where your heart starts to catch up with what your logical brain already knows, which is you should not be here anymore. Freedom is definitely worth the pain. You will feel sad for a little while, but life is really just too long and too short to put up with abuse. Even if you feel like, oh, you know, I'm already 60s, 70s or older, these days with good medical care, we can easily live to our hundreds. So There's really no reason to live the rest of our life being miserable and treated less well than we deserve. Point number two, knowledge is power. The reason I write these articles is to inform people that abusers do certain things, what they do, what that does to our brain, etc. By having this knowledge, it's literally unveiling how a magician does their trick. If we don't know how a magician does their trick, we're like, sitting there and being wowed by them. It's so amazing, right? But once you know how they do the trick, you can never see the magic show the same way again. By being aware of what's actually going on, you're giving yourself a chance to say, okay, do I want to sit here and watch the show for the rest of my life or do I want to make a different decision for myself? So this literally empowers you. The idea is not that you go back to the abuser and say, you know, ha ha ha, now I know how you did it. It will piss them off, that's for sure, 
but it's very unlikely to change them at all. And it just does you no good. So instead, take this information, wise up, wake up from the, the trance that they put you in so you can make the right choice for you. Tip number three is prevention comes first. So the people that are most successful at this, they are basically early anticipators of the difficulty to come. So we already know that the detox process is very hard. It's very hard to not want to reach back out to your abuser. So the best time to prevent this from happening is before the missing cycle kicks in. So I covered an article as well, but euphoric recall is going to kick in. So euphoric recall is basically where we start to miss the abuser. So thoughts of, oh, you know, he was not that bad, you know, during the courting, uh, cycle the courtship he was so nice or she was so nice she did all this for me so it's very easy for our brain then to go into the cycle of only remember the good things and conveniently forgetting all the abuse all the bad things that this person did to us so i've seen victims that even decades into an abusive relationship the recall of the love bomb days is enough to suck them back that memory is so cherished that it could it could obliterate decades of abuse. So don't let that be you. So the best time, as I said, to combat euphoric recall is before you feel so bad. So take out a piece of paper, write down all the reasons why this relationship is not working, why it's not good enough, how this person yells at you, abuses you, maybe hurt you physically, gaslit you, um, abuse your children. Anytime they do something, right, like that reminds you of it, write it down, write down that whole list. And the best thing that you could do is actually to read that list every day. So even set a calendar reminder. First thing in the morning, read that list or put the list on your phone so you can read it anytime, anywhere. It's like a vaccine. You want to inoculate yourself before the virus hits you. By the time the virus hits, sometime it could be too late. But still, having that list is useful. When you feel like you're missing your abuser, make sure to take that list out. Make sure to take that list out and read it. The more you read it, the more balanced your brain would be. And it's an effective way to combat euphoric recall. The last point is give yourself closure. I've seen a lot of people fall into the trap of feeling like, we must need to have that conversation with the ex. We have to have that apology. We need them to know what they did to us and be remorseful. If you count on that, first of all, it may never happen because that person could be mentally ill or they just intend to harm you. They do things for their own reasons. So anytime that we need something from somebody else, we are voluntarily giving our power away. So that's, that's very unfortunate and, and you don't have to be there. It's our mind literally a lot of times playing games with us, right? The mind doesn't want to move on. We don't want to move on. So we're like, you know, it, the only reason I can't move on is because I absolutely need to meet this person. I absolutely need to hear that apology. I absolutely need to know that they know what they did to me. In a way, like if we're really honest with ourselves, that's our mind kind of playing tricks to try to fool us. Like, hey, let's buy some time. We don't really have to move on. But in all honesty, closure is what we can give ourselves, it really takes two to make a good relationship. And we know that we cannot force anybody to love us. We cannot force a person to respect us or to treat us well. And that is enough reason. Like what you can tell yourself is, I deserve better. I'm a good person. I deserve to be treated with love and respect. And this person, for whatever reason, for their own reason, is not able to give me that. And that's enough reason for me to move on and fight for a better life for myself. So in closing, here's what I leave you with, right? Number one, be kind, be understanding to yourself. This period is hard. 
if you're in an abusive relationship, leaving that person is a lot like detox. So just know that the feeling of a withdrawal is going to hit you and get ready for that. You know, maybe line up some soothing music, meditation, talk with friends, go for a walk, write down a whole list of things that can help you stay calm during this period. Number two is be informed. Read articles, right? write, you know, read other articles, watch YouTube videos. There's a lot of information, buy books, read about it. The more you know how abuse works, how it, they do their control tactics, how it controls our brain, the more you're able to see through the magic and not be wowed by it anymore. Point number three, give yourself the best chance of a successful breakup by writing down the reasons why you left and proactively read it daily and read it again, you know, whenever you're feeling sad or feeling like you must contact the abuser. And number four is give yourself the closure. All you need is to say, hey, you know, I need a person that can love me back, that will treat me with respect. And this person is not able to give me that. That's enough reason to terminate the relationship. The way I see life is that we always get what we expect. So if we tolerate something, then we're literally giving permission for that to continue, right? So you want to raise the bar if you want a better life. Raise your standards. And then don't stay in a relationship just because somebody tosses you a treat once in a while. That's not good enough. Let's not talk ourselves into accepting a lifetime of disrespect. Be brave to see things as they are. Like, let's not lie to ourselves. Don't pretend that it's good enough. Let's be authentic. Let's ask for more. We deserve more. And when we feel like we deserve more, we ask for more, we get more. That's the last thing I'll leave you with. I love hearing from you. I hope this is helpful. If you have other suggestions that you'd like me to cover, just let me know. I'm here for you. I'll see you next time.